The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. No Bob this week, but Lawrence McAuliffe is here. Hello and welcome to Gadget Guide 124. And um, yes, we're going to uh, be chatting to Peter Dore about electric vehicles and the Cambridge City pod in a short while. But first, the tech news. So um, some more sad news about retailers closing uh, on the back of Toys R Us. Maplin have just announced um, some uh, redundancies are going to start happening next week as well. And um, they're starting with head office workers and then moving on to the stores. So do we know as to whether or not what's going to happen with, with the Cambridge stores? Of course, there's two, isn't there? There's the one on Regent Street and also on the Beehive Centre as well, which was nicely done up not that long ago. Uh, we don't know yet. The administrators are still reviewing the position of the stores and we'll be updating uh, basically the analysts and everyone over the next week or so. OK, we'll no doubt uh, get some news on that uh, when we can. Yes. Uh, next bit of news from Microsoft. They've announced that the next edition of Windows 10 will be called the Spring Creators Update. So this comes after the current version, the Fall Creators Update, or Build 1709. So this will be, obviously, out in Spring 2018, so a few months away from it. It's already in trial with people who are on the, the beta program and, and get in the early updates and releases, and has quite a lot of new stuff in it. So this one's actually going to have things that people are going to hopefully want. Um, it's got a thing called Timeline, which will allow you to actually uh, start a document, for example, in, in Word or PowerPoint, on your PC, and then flip to it on your mobile device, and vice versa. And so that's Android and iOS. That's Apple. interesting. It sounds like a bit like, is it handoff the or handover, the one which uh, runs between um, desktop Macs and also their mobile devices? Correct. But obviously... A lot of people using Windows and Microsoft being smart enough to support Apple and Android. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how that works. Cortana will then suggest things like, would you like to carry on with the document you started on your iPad? and so on, and, and allow you to work that way. Cortana's the high-tech version of the paperclip that used to pop up on Microsoft Word yes, in the early days. Microsoft's digital assistant built into Windows 10. Uh, next bit of news from Twitter... Uh, Twitter have finally decided that the blue check mark, the you are a verified profile, will be available to everyone, not just royalty and celebrities. Uh, the the program was slightly abused by a lot of people and, and then was seen as a bit elitist because you had to be somebody famous. How did they decide? This is quite an that, And that what happens if you become problem. less famous? Because that can happen to some yeah, people, that, can't it? That was the big problem, as it was all a behind-closed-doors uh, scenario, so they've now committed, the, the CEO, Jack Dorsey, has committed to being a bit more, trans well, a lot more transparent and basically saying that everyone should be able to be verified on Twitter, if they're real, and they're hoping this will reduce the amount of bots and spammers and so on on Twitter. Oh, I see. Yes. So if somebody appears... Mind you, if there's a... Pro if, if you were a bot and if you were running those bots, would you not just apply the manually? Problem, the problem is if you've got to produce some sort of credentials to verify who you are, how many times can you produce that for a bot? Okay, good point. Yeah. Uh, so that's Twitter's update. Um, for all of the geeks who like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, the BBC are recording a new series. 40 years after the original, with the original cast. So this is uh, the Hexagon phase based on the sixth book in the, in the trilogy. <laughs> yes, six books in the trilogy. Thank you, Douglas. Um, and it uh, has six episodes. The first one has been recorded. It's available on the BBC's website already. Uh, the next five will be aired weekly. A uh, couple of other bits of news. Oculus Rift, the uh, augmented, well, the VR system, uh, had an outage um, during the last week 
and the problem was one of their security certificates expired. Basically took everyone's Oculus Rift devices off the line. That's not useful. Not very useful. Oculus have apologised profusely, and basically anyone who used their device during the outage will get an automatic $15 store credit for their Oculus uh, app store. And um, there is a fix to fix your Oculus if it is currently not working. Uh, Just go to the Oculus Rift website, download the patch, install it, and everything will be running again. And last bit of other gaming news, Super Smash Brothers is coming to the Nintendo Switch, so all of those Super Mario fans who like the mashup of Mario and the fighting apps uh, is coming to the uh, Nintendo Switch, as well as a Crash Bandicoot Triple Play and Mario Tennis Aces. So for all of the people on the mobile Nintendo platform, lots of new games coming. Sounds good. That's uh, all for the tech news. Okay, we'll take a break, and then when we come back, uh, we'll hear from Peter Dore. The Gadget Guide on Cambridge 105 Radio. And welcome back to The Gadget Guide, and this week we are talking to Peter Dore about electric vehicles. Uh, Evening, Peter. Good evening. And um, so, uh, talk to us about the CityPod. Maybe start with telling us a little bit about the, the vehicle itself. Okay, so what we've been looking at is transforming urban transport. And what we concluded was that um, bicycles are all very well until we have weather like tonight, uh, when it's really quite unpleasant travelling, and mm-hmm. obviously when there's snow. And you can see that from the, the level of traffic in Cambridge going up, looking at our travel screens, the moment you have a little bit of rain, and as mm. you know Cambridge Transport, you don't need to change the amount of traffic that much yep. for everything to grind to a halt. Indeed. So, the idea is to make a weatherproof uh, cycle. Right. Uh, what we're looking at is either a tricycle or, or a, a four-wheel cycle. Uh, but it's um, quite narrow, so it's... Um, uh, 80 centimetres wide. Right. Which means that it can go anywhere that a mobility scooter can go. Okay, so you're talking about cycle paths? Yes. Um, on the road itself? Yes. Um, and I guess if it's enclosed, has it got luggage space? Um, the first model, which um, we're taking from an existing design, doesn't. Uh, but uh, we're working with... Uh, the uh, a university to uh, design a four-wheel one where behind the main passenger there's space for luggage or indeed a um, a young person. Okay. Because the prototypes at the moment, to me, they kind of look like half Sinclair C5, half Sterling Moss kind of formula formula yeah. car. Yeah. Is that is that a fair description? Yeah. The virtually all the the, the generic term is uh, velomobiles or velocycles. Um, virtually all of them have been designed for the track for speed. So you tend to be laying practically flat on your back. Um, lots of gears and you know, a teardrop shape. Mm. So they're, they're low down. It's not the sort of the, the, yeah. the height that the traditional yeah. bicycle has. Is there, I just wondered, is but, there but any... That's only, yeah. It's only because they're designed for the track. The ones we're looking at doing uh, have a, a, an eye height, uh, the same as a sports car. Okay, that, that that's interesting. Because I'm wondering if you're being if you're low down and you're going along the road, it's not very forgiving of any fumes coming to you from the from the vehicle in front. Well, if you're enclosed, you know you can actually uh, you know filter and control it. So uh, you know th- those are things. But ideally, what we want to do is use this to transform uh, 
transport in uh, towns. So everything's electric. Yeah. So it's electric. Uh, is that the only method of propulsion? Um, because of um, regulation, it has to have pedals as well. Okay. Uh, but and you know, you can actually um, uh, pedal it. Uh, actually faster uh, than uh, the electric motors allowed to go but um, that's purely an artifact of um, the regulations that we're running under right right so what what sort of speed can it get on the electric motors on the electric motor you're restricted to 15 miles an hour is that a, a legislated restriction that, that's a, a legislative uh, restriction yes um, strictly speaking you can go faster if you license it uh, but the licensing process is actually quite expensive. Right. Uh, and as soon as you license it, you have to have insurance, you have to have a um, driving license. Number plate. Um, number plate. And you have to be um, uh, over 16. Whereas um, if, you, if it's restricted 15 miles now, 14-year-olds can use it. Right, OK. So you could see a, a, an entire school uh, run suddenly becoming something in an enclosed vehicle. Or um, the kids going to sixth form so that they're arriving in, in better condition than soggy off the bicycle in, in the wet weather. I must say, I, I, I think the, uh, the, uh, the early sales of the city bod will be to parents who don't want to do the school run anymore. Mm. It's interesting, you kind of progress the child from going into one of these uh, trailers or uh, yeah. wooden, wooden crate arrangements and gradually take them up until they end up in the, the city pod and going to school on their own. Yeah, that, definitely. So, right now you've got a prototype? Uh, we've got a prototype. Uh, we can actually um, uh, get them manufactured, uh, but they come out around about £4,000. Right. So it's um, a fairly expensive yeah. uh, uh, endeavour. Yeah. Um, what we're looking for is pre-sales. If we can get pre-sales of around about 100 we can bring that price down to about £2,500. That starts to get um, a bit more... Um, and uh, affordable and and I suppose if you can get them into some sort of car, well, um, trike pool, I don't know is the answer. You know, carpooling never really takes off. No, no, um, no, no, it, no it, one is able to like, conveniently line up their schedules with their carpool yeah, mates. Generally. Yeah, yeah, and um, so my expectation is that people will buy these as they buy a bike. Mm. But you do see, and I, I'm astounded at the number of the yellow Ofu bikes that you see around Cambridge, you know, both being ridden and um, uh, cast asunder at the side of the road waiting for the next user uh, to, yeah. pick, to, to pick them up. And I don't know, can you, is there a scenario where, um, obviously for a higher fee because of the price behind it, um, would the City Pod find itself in such a scheme? I certainly hope so. Uh, the problem is that as a business we're capital constrained and having you know, 100 City Pods it's is a big investment, in, a big investment in vehicles. Mm. Yes, um, with a you know a payoff. I, I suppose you end up with the, all the costs of a car hire business, but with uh, not so much of the return, the, the revenues. Yeah. 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 And like the Ofos, you've got to go and find them, look after them, and get them back to um, useful yeah. places. I suppose. Yeah. If if we had access to the capital, we'd love to do it like that. Um, we we're certainly going to have to rent them in the early days because buying one of these in advance of trying it is quite a uh, ask. Yes, and, and it does seem, bearing in mind the price points, even with the price breaks that you mm. get through uh, increased production, it does seem you know, pretty much a middle-class pursuit, yeah. at least to start off with. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The Citipod isn't the only uh, vehicle of this type out there. Um, uh, Grant Sinclair, the nephew of Clive Sinclair, is launching the Iris. Um, that's uh, just under five thousand um, pounds, and it's very shiny. Um, and um, he's hoping to launch that uh, around about now. I'm not quite sure of the status. And if you look around, there's people uh, in Norway, in Sweden, in the US who are building vehicles very similar to this specification, although virtually all of them are in the 5,000 upwards. And does this become you know, the, the future of transport, certainly in in cities and I suppose potentially going going outside of the city because that, that's always my my challenge and arguably why why I still have a car is mm. simply to get seven miles out of the city when it's raining you know around the city a bicycle is is absolutely fine but if you need to carry something um, or as we look up to the skies if, it, if it's raining then that's a slightly yeah. different issue yeah, I one of the things that uh, I believe is that You get on a bus out of duress. It is not a quality experience. It doesn't go from A to B. It goes from somewhere relatively close to A to somewhere relatively close to B via C, which you didn't want to go to. Um, With uh, personal transportation, you can go A to B. Um, Because they're so light and small, they use virtually no electricity. You don't need to put massive uh, electricity infrastructure into the town like you would with traditional cars. And because they're so small, every road in Cambridge becomes a four-lane dual carriageway. Um, you know, what, one of the biggest... Well, block- I suppose if it's classified as a bicycle, you're supposed to only really have two side-by-side on a... Yeah. On it, on yeah, a so, so two and two. Sport. Okay, right. <laughs> um, a lot of the congestion in Cambridge is people queuing behind people trying to turn right. You know, if you've all of a sudden got uh, two wits, the people going straight on and left uh, get uh, released. So uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Uh, whether it'll happen in Cambridge first rather than Amsterdam or Bangkok, I'm not sure. Do you, do you think that the, the city which takes to it first has to be a city which like Cambridge and obviously like Amsterdam as well, don't know Bangkok as well, is a, is a cycling city rather than one which is predominantly car. You kind of need the, the, the friendliness, if you like. Um, in all honesty, I think the, the first city that will adopt and do it will be the one where there is a visionary politician who uh, adopts it and pushes it out there. Um, you know, a bit like um, whoever did the... Be- uh, Ken did the bendy bus. Boris has done. Did the um, the, the Boris bikes. You, you feel Boris sorry. Bikes. You feel sorry for whoever's sponsoring that at the time, don't you? Yeah. With that? Um, but <laughs> um, you know, getting that political endorsement. You know, I would love Lewis Herbert to get religion and make. I was, I was going to ask this because well, he, he he smiles. He's been in it, but he hasn't got the vision yet. And, Jam- and James it. Palmer, because obviously he's uh, spoken a lot, uh, the mayor of Cambridgeshire and Peterborough, and office, of course, you you, you went for well, well, at, he, at the time. Yeah, well, he, he's, he's a typical old-school Tory, go for the big infrastructure spend. Yeah, he wants to um, put these tunnels under Cambridge, which may or may not be a good idea, but 
that will solve a problem in 10 years' time. So the city pod can solve it today. A bit further out of the city centre, there's plans to do things like build new busways, autonomous lanes and cycleways out towards um, Linton, um, stopping off at the biomedical campus, at the Baybroom campus, Granter Park and Sanger Institute. Do you see those sort of routes being ideal for these sort of vehicles? Well, the great news is that virtually all of those routes, they're putting cycle paths parallel to them. Right. So basically they're putting city, city pod paths next to them. <laughs> okay. Uh, because if you, know, if you think going around town in the rain uh, isn't very nice, you try cycling seven miles from um, Cottenham into Cambridge uh, in the rain. You know, you know, what city pod, it, it increases the range of cycling as well as making it accessible to uh, people who are not not as that tough. So one of the things I think that would be nice to see is if the likes of the biomedical campus and all of those other science and pharma type sites could have a small fleet of these for transport between the the various sites because I'm sure there are people who travel between those sites who currently get in a car, drive 10 minutes, get out of car and could move that traffic off yeah. onto um, greener transport. Yeah, well, we've been trying to um, uh, p- persuade uh, the um, uh, some of those sites, uh, particularly the one uh, going to uh, Chesterton Railway. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just a foot railway, sorry. Um, we're working on them, but uh, at the moment they are putting their hopes on these um, autonomous minibuses. Are these the ones uh, which were trialled on the, uh, the the guided bus yeah, not that right. long ago? And it's, I think it's been suggested that they'll um, run some out-of-hours services uh, yeah. with, with them as well at some point yeah. soon. I, well, as you said, it's a bus. Yeah, well, well it's worse than a bus. Um, I'm, I'm afraid all the experience says that ladies will not go into a compartment um, that is unsupervised uh, for um, 15 minutes or so. It just doesn't happen. That's why they stopped doing uh, compartmented um, trains. Um, you know, it it will be great transport for lads, but I think the ladies will give it a miss. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens anyway with the uh, with with the city body. If we wanted one now, is it possible to get one now? Or do we yes, have to, yes, now? I I I can get you one in about um, uh, eight weeks. Um, but as I say, it's at the the four thousand rather than the two and a half. We have the, we and the ambition. For. Anyone who's interested, where do they go to find out more? Um, well, send me an email, Peter Peter at door.co.uk, and I'll sort it from D A W E. Thank you, uh, Peter. Thanks very much, and uh, Thank thanks you, of course to, uh, you, to to you as well, Lawrence.